our Lord and our Savior. It is so good to be back with you tonight. And I give God the glory for the wonderful night and day we had yesterday. I preached four times in celebration. I put that back up. With that, go back. Okay, yeah. I preached four times. You need to, right here, you need to X that back thing out and then pull it up above it. X everything out. No, not right there. Over here. Over here. No, no just hit the, the line. The line, no, the line, yeah. Okay. Now, you need to go ahead and hit the one you normally hit over here, Chrome. Everything at the top. Over here, over here. <coughs> to the top. And so, uh, I give God the glory for His grace on yesterday, allowing me to preach God's holy word. Four times on yesterday, in spite of the devil, in spite of my thorn in the flesh, Marika White. I told my wife, Marika White, last night that um, things would not have been the same uh, if she had not tried to hinder the services on yesterday. And... Uh, and of course, she is still mad about that, and even tonight trying to hinder uh, the services as she's done all of those 500 services. I know that's hard to believe, but that's how the devil is. He is persistent. And because the devil is mad at me and the devil is mad at all of my children, we're the ones being attacked hard and uh, uh, by the devil and she's the one who is being used by the devil uh, to try to hinder God's work and I know that uh, my sweet evangelicals and sweet Baptists you all have lied so much in favor of the woman that uh, we're not. You you have taught men not to say anything negative about the woman. When God has a whole lot of good things to say about the woman and negative things to say about the woman, and uh, you uh, need to tell the truth. That's why so many marriages are busted up. 
So many families are busted up. And the reason why my family is not busted up yet by the grace of God is because I have never hearkened to the voice of my wife. And uh, I have never followed her devilish advice. Because if I had followed her devilish advice, we would have never had any of those 500 services. And, uh, and they would have never been completed. And uh, I have been preaching now for over 44, be 44 years this month. And uh, she has never hindered one service from going forward. No matter how much the devil used her to try to do so. And some of you pastors and preachers who are called by God, you know what I'm talking about. You don't want to talk about it because you've been told not to say anything. And you already know what kind of attitude and spirit she's going to get. And you don't want to deal with that. You don't want to deal with that. And so you don't want to say anything about it, but I'll say it for you. It's the devil. And Dr. Charles McKinney preached a, uh, a message on that same passage a long time ago. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. He titled it, It's the Devil. And he was right then, and he is right now. And this whole sermon series uh, came out of <clears throat> satanic attack. That's all. That's all. Well, I just don't think a preacher ought to have those kind of problems coming from his extended family. I tell you what, there must be something wrong somewhere. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong but the devil. See, that's the lie that you have been trained uh, on and you have been taught to believe. That a pastor's life is supposed to be soft as a pillow. Everything ought to just go right and wonderful and dandy. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. And, 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 and pastors and pastors' wives and pastors and preachers' churches uh, uh, and, and, and families have fed into that. Making them the Adams family at home and the Brady Bunch in church. And then after tragedy comes, after all kinds of bad, evil things happen with the pastor, the wife, and the children, and divorce comes, early death comes, reversals come, That's when you finally get to hear the truth of how it really is and what really happened and what was really going on, see. And these things, in the words of James, ought not so to be. And one of the things I know about true born-again preachers and pastors' wives and pastors and Christians 
at some point you will become so dead to self, you will become transparent, and you will tell the truth on yourself. Do you hear me? You'll tell the truth on yourself because you don't care what people think because you already did. And you'll tell the truth on your spouse. You'll tell the truth on your children. And it will be done out of love to help other people. And God gets the glory. And God uses it to remind everybody that... Uh, nobody is Jesus down here. Nobody is God down here. We're all still wretched sinners. And uh, uh, those who are saved, they are saved sinners. Those who are lost are lost sinners. So please turn in your Bibles, my dear friends, to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Verse 1. A little bit more. A little bit more right here. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. This no... Also, Paul said that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. And we're going to stop right there. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I pray, in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, tonight, I praise you and I thank you so much. I praise you and I thank you so much. Lord, it was really not a big goal of ours, but evidently it was a goal of yours for me to be alive to see a series preached and every one of the sermons preached by me 500 Wednesdays in a row through many tribulations, toils, and snares, and trials, and temptations, and tests, and constant satanic attack, it never let up. Not one Wednesday was easy. Not one Wednesday was perfectly, uh, was perfect as far as things going perfectly. Uh, because the devil was fighting us tooth and nail. He wanted us to stop praying in the first place, and then he wanted us to stop encouraging others to pray. And then, Holy Father God, for the first time in a while, we all enjoyed the spaghetti, traditional spaghetti dinner, 
that we had every Wednesday uh, with the pizza, with popcorn after the services. The afterglow service, which we started way back a long time ago when the children were very, very little. And Lord, thank you so much for allowing us to enjoy the services on yesterday, four services back to back. And Lord, the afterglow service as well. I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And uh, uh, as Lord, you know, uh, and as usual, Marika White allowed the devil to use her, but you to try to hinder the services, but uh, you gave me the grace that is sufficient for me uh, to overcome it smoothly, decently, and in order, and to carry on, as they say in Great Britain, to remain calm and carry on. And so, Holy Father God, uh, that has carried over to today. Uh, she's mad about the great victory, the great services that you gave us on yesterday and uh, so she's loaded for bear full of hell and the devil and I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that she will uh, that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell out of her tonight and Lord if she uh, cannot control herself somehow some way as does people, as do people rather, uh, in all kinds of lines of work and jobs, we all have to control ourselves. Lost people control themselves all the time. Amazingly, uh, people can control themselves to the point of looking at a movie for three hours and not get up and or move, or go to the bathroom, or anything. We can control ourselves, even lost people do that, when we want to do something for ourselves. This is for you, and this is for others. This is not about us, even though I, you, you give me a, blessed, a blessing from it too. So she can control herself if she wants to, but she does not want to. And so, Holy Father God, I pray again tonight that you would restrain her and control her uh, so that the service would go forward unhindered. And I thank you, Lord, for a time of relaxation today. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, blessed for the healing of my body. And Holy Father God, I pray, and I thank you, Lord, for all that you did allow us to accomplish today. And uh, I pray tonight, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I praise you and I thank you tonight for your 
mercy, love, and grace. Your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ <clears throat> that you would deliver us. Uh, first, Lord, I pray and thank you for the millions, the many, and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. And Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings. <clears throat> that you have bestowed upon us. I praise you, Lord, and thank you for all of my children who have helped me in the ministry down through the years in so many different ways and who have helped thousands of other people by doing so. And now the devil is mad at them, trying to fight against them and trying to make a few of them woke. And, uh, but Lord, I believe that uh, the way you led me to uh, raise them, they can sustain it if they want to. They can also turn against you if they want to. It's up to them. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, and, and that's been the case for all of these years. And I thank you, Lord. I have complete peace that I did all that you wanted me to do in raising my children. And what I am doing now, I do like Job. He prayed for his children, his ten children, but he especially prayed for those boys because he was concerned about them cursing you and disobeying you. I think, Lord, I pray just as hard for all of my children. Uh, but I do pray a little bit harder maybe for the boys because they're more evil than the girls are. But Holy Father God, uh, I thank you for the privilege for, of raising my children and I thank you for blessing them and blessing me down through the years, even to this day. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for those of us who are saved, please crucify our flesh. The old man within us and fill us, Lord, afresh and anew with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty of your Holy Spirit. Put a God in our hearts, our minds, tongues, attitudes, and temperaments that we would not sin against you. Deliver us, Lord, tonight even from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, live right, think right, and do right. And do that which is pleasing in your sight and help us, Lord, not to make the age-old mistake. After we win one victory, we let our God down, and, uh, and then we suffer a defeat. Lord, last night was a huge milestone and a major victory. 
in spite of the devil, in spite of my devilish wife, who has who is a thorn in the flesh for real, and who has fought against these Wednesday night services and these everyday services, and before that, the weekend services. The devil fighting through her. Thank you for showing me who's really doing the fighting. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray that you deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit tonight to love right, live right, think right, and do right, and do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Help us, Holy Father God, tonight to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face, and to turn from our wicked ways, and to repent for those of us who are saved and born again. And Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of my wife, Marika White, her mother, her aunts, and her siblings, her family members, my mother, my sisters, and all of my family members, Thank you, Lord, for giving me the understanding that if they are just religious and lost, which I believe they are, starting with my own wife, this is something you showed me 35 years ago. Uh, she didn't act this way before she uh, got married. And just like one lady uh, said recently, uh, uh, aren't you going to tell your fiancé about uh, the uh, problem that you have underneath your clothes, uh, something to that effect? And the woman said, oh, there'll be enough time for that after I get married. Uh, I, too, have seen a totally different person after we got married. And uh, I pray for her salvation. When my daughter, Daniela White, Danny, we call her Danny, she was an infant, a little child. She tried to harm uh, my child. And, uh, and she, my child, Danny should be have a burn on her face right now. It's only a miracle of yours, as I prayed for her, that she does not have a scar on her face. I've never seen a baby get burned by her mother with an iron. Uh, well, you can see the print of the iron on her face. Right under her eye. And she did it at a friend's house in hopes that she can, I guess, get the sympathy of her, of the friends, our, our friends. And you led me to come, come off the road to protect my children and to raise them, for she was just not fit to do so. And I prayed for I, I tried to lead her to you. She refused. 
but I prayed the sinner's prayer when Dan Danny was a baby, lying on the bed. And, uh, and I had her to pray the prayer because she was acting so lost and so unsaved. And she, and because she, she is proud, she did not want to even say the prayer. Uh, and so I believe to this day she is not born again by her behavior. Because you do make a difference in people's lives. And I pray that she'll lay aside her pride, humble herself, and believe in you, and become a new creature in Christ at this point. My children and I, we really don't, it would not impact us, because I've already raised the children. It won't help me. It's for her good. I don't want to see her die and go to hell. And nor do I want to see any of my other family members die and go to hell, and I pray for their salvation. Open their blinded eyes, unstop their deaf ears. I pray for the families gathered with us tonight, those who will be gathered on demand. Holy Father God, I pray for the people in the family and outside of the family who are trying to block my preaching, especially my preaching on wokeism which includes uh, the examples of people in my family and outside of my family. I pray that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell out of them. People who are trying to block us online, on social media, family members and church members, people on the job, all kinds of uh, demonic foolishness. But your word still gets out. And uh, uh, and so I give you the glory, praise, and honor for that. And so, Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of the lost. For the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving, draw them to yourself for salvation. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight that also you would cast the devil and the demons of hell. In the satanic, demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias, out of my wife, Marika White, and out of everybody else in my family who has that problem, uh, I know that my wife is a thorn in the flesh, but I do pray that you would remove this, uh, this particular thorn so that she will cease being a messenger of Satan and that she would get saved and not hold on to her pharaohistic Jamaican pride, but humble down and truly believe in you and become a new creature in Christ. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight also that you would, uh, even though you give me grace and that is sufficient for me, even though you allow me to take pleasure in my infirmities, my troubles, my trials, my tribulations, even though you uh, allow me to have glory 
in these things, to glory in these things. And even though you give me great cheer and uh, joy and peace in the midst of all of these battles, all of these tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, intentions. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I still pray that you would deliver me and everybody in my family who is saved, all Christians who are saved, deliver us. Uh, lift all of our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears from our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our spirits. Fill us with your peace, the pass of all understanding, and your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And Lord God in heaven, I pray that still you deliver us from all of our uh, distresses and afflictions, persecutions, tribulations, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions, which I wrote about tonight. And Lord, I pray that you bless that letter, Lord, to the people it was sent to, anoint it from on high, and use it to speak to the hearts of those who are saved and lost. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight, please deliver us from all spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan, debt, student progress problems. Thank you again so much. I said it to you publicly. I was not praying at the time, but I thank you again for my daughter, Daniqua Grace my son, Daniel Ezekiel, and my daughter, Danielle uh, Elizabeth, standing real strong today and sending me a perfect program, 100% done, and uh, uh, didn't have to do anything on this end. Uh, and they have done a wonderful job the night after the celebration of the 500th uh, sermon in the, uh, on every Wednesday, sermon from the Praying Through the Bible series. And so, Lord, I give you the glory, praise, and honor for that, very much so. For this is the day I needed to get some rest, and and I did not have to search for anything. I did not have to uh, have my wife to find something and, and put something up, because they came through big time. And I thank you for them doing that down through the years, because that is hard work, because it is spiritual work. And I pray that you would protect my children from the devil and from the demons of hell, from people who are in their family, extended family, or even closer family members who are full of hell and the devil uh, and wokeism. And they don't understand fully that the devil is attacking them. I, I believe one or two should know that. But the devil hates them because of what they've already done. And then on their own, living on their own, grown people still doing it. 
The devil does not want that. He does not like that at all. And, um, and so I thank you for protecting us to this point. I pray that you'll continue to protect us. Uh, surround us with your protection, a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Protect us, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Protect my children from woke family members, woke church members, a woke pastor and a woke pastor's wife, all full of deception, all full of lying and dishonesty and deceit, all full of hell and the devil, all full of uh, uh, gaslighting people just to use them for themselves. And so, Holy Father God, we, unfortunately, we have to say things today and expose things today that we didn't have to do, was not, did not have a mind to do, was and considered it inappropriate to do just a few years ago. But if you don't, today, in this day and time, if you don't blow the top off of the lies and the deception, the, the deceptionism of wokeism, uh, uh, we're not fighting properly. For you leading me to confront this deceptionism and all of these lies and hypocrisy with the truth. And the truth hurts. But I thank you that it hurts because it may convict and change the direction of people who are led by the devil for a strong delusion has been sent forth by the devil and so many people have been deceived. So many people's lives have been destroyed. One man who transitioned said the people hurt his life, they destroyed his life by, by letting him do that. And that's what happens. That's what happens. That's what strong delusions and lies and deceptionism does. It deceives people to do foolish things and stupid things and then they got to come back around and when they realize they have, they have messed up because the devil will blind them, and then once he blinds them and gets them to do something foolish and stupid and dumb, he'll leave them to themselves and show them how dumb they are and leave them laughing at them while he comes back to go get somebody else, and this person is left with what you have show, told me to tell people, sadness, Depression, loneliness, uh, hopelessness, nihilism, murder, accidental death, or suicide. I believe that has happened to a man recently. I believe. He got caught up in the woke foolishness. And when, once people believe that lie, they lose everything on the inside. They're gutted by Satan. So, Lord, I pray that you will protect my children and all other young people, all, 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 all other young people, and all people from this wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub.
And prayer is the key, and your holy word is the key. Help us all to pray without ceasing. Bless and protect us tonight from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the world. Cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Christ. Surround us with the band of your holy angels tonight. And Lord, help us to walk by faith and not by sight as I quoted you, Lord Jesus Christ, to my children today. Have faith in God. Help them to do that. And uh, Lord, have everything we do and say tonight on camera and off camera to be done for your glory, praise, and honor. And for the glory, praise, and honor of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray that Marika White will cease listening, listening to the devil uh, in an attempt to provoke me. That's what the devil does through her, has done through her down through the years, to do evil, to provoke uh, her husband who prays, as she knows, all day long and reads the Bible and preaches the Bible every day. And that's all she has known and seen me do. And uh, also uh, always uh, doing other things with her. And so, Lord, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, work a divine miracle also tonight. As there are people in the family and outside of the family who are trying to uh, hinder us uh, from uh, getting the money that is needed to c carry on the ministry and the work. Uh, we have family members who used to stand with us and support us, uh, holding back, thinking that they're going to stop the ministry and stop the work from going forward. And uh, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would rebuke and bind the devil and the demons of hell from their uh, wicked minds and help them to understand that you can and have provided for your work in ministry before they came on the scene and even after they go off the scene. But Lord God in heaven, I do pray that you'll work a divine miracle and bless us with $21,000. Touch the hearts of people, Lord, who may be listening right now or who will be listening on demand to uh, send that money in uh, to help us uh, get new equipment and to get things reset to continue on for your glory, your praise, and honor. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, after reading the Word of God from 2 Timothy chapter 3, which I believe is precisely, I believe it precisely describes wokeism as we know it. Today, boasting, pride, being proud, blasphemy are apparent everywhere. 
everywhere. Everybody is boasting. Everybody is bragging. Everybody is blaspheming God's name, even people in the church. Especially among the celebrities that our cultures idolize and follow. They're proud boasters. Uh, this is why the radio jock, who's been on radio for many years now, rebuked Oprah. He thought that Oprah was showing off, and he has just as much money as Oprah probably, showing off her, uh, her riches and luxurious lifestyle. And I heard about it, but I, I, I believe there are others who are worse than Oprah. Oprah has more sense than that, than to do that. I believe she has done it. She does it in a very uh, slick way. But there's some who are more out there than she is. Proud, arrogant, boasters, look at me. They may not say uh, anything, but they, they, they're saying, look at me. Look what I have done. And they make sure that their names are mentioned in certain publications. Their pictures taken in certain publications. Case in point, I believe that Harry and Megan are proud and b boasters uh, lying, saying they just want to be left alone, and, and they're bothering everybody. And they don't realize it. To, they, don't, they don't realize it to this day. They have hurt themselves badly on bo both sides of the pond. They have embarrassed themselves, and they are cringeworthy. You, I don't even want to see them anymore on television. I cringe, I, and well, I mean, you know, neither one of them, to me, the, the elevator is not going all the way to the top. That's why they're doing this foolishness. And I personally believe is unnecessary. Absolutely unnecessary. And if Harry was a man, he would have never allowed this to happen. But he's handpicked, controlled, and dominated by Megan, who is. who is not as powerful as she tries to portray herself to be. And her, as her husband, first of all, they shouldn't be married because she she's divorced and remarried. That's, that's going to end up being a problem if it has not been a problem already. She has dishonored and disrespected her father. And see, the, the main problem with these two, they're woke. They're full of the demonic spirit of wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub, and, if, and, they, and, 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 and they would tell you that. They're woke beyond measure. And as her husband, 
they could have had the best of both worlds if they had to shut their mouths. First of all, all black people have dealt with racism, and many have done so successfully. They know white, that there are white people who hate them and despise them because they're black, but they roll on anyhow. And you take the good with the bad and you benefit from it. Sometimes you, you just, and, and, and so what Harry should have done is just said, this is how it's going to be. Uh, my mother went through some of this. We have gone through some of it. And you're going to go through some of it. And yes, it may be a little bit more because you're black. But I'm the prince. I married you. You follow me, everything will be all right. See? But when you're woke and you've lost your minds, you act stupidly. That's what he should have said. And you could have had the best of both worlds. You could have still been a part of the royal family, a working royal, and, 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 and just create some trips to go help some people and stay gone. They, they wouldn't have been mad about that. My mother wrote in my high school yearbook, uh, kind of a yearbook. Uh, she said, "Roll with the punches." You roll with the punches, man. You don't you don't tear down what you you married into. That's stupid. That's why you married him because he was a prince. He was popular. He was well-known and, and so forth and all of that. He was rich, too. You keep that and you bounce. You keep that and you bounce. You humble yourself down. You submit to who you need to submit to. You have a good attitude. And, and, and people honor people who take mess and keep on rolling. You roll with the punches, girl. You're not going to, uh, I told you, I told you the day you got married in writing that you could call, talk about you're going to change the monarchy. Oh, you no, 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 honey. The monarchy changed you. And you're not even in the monarchy right now. And your pitiful husband is not either. And from what I gather, Harry is a man's man. All that military stuff he fought for and uh, and did he, he's one of those kind of guys. He's a, he's a you know, uh, a man's man. He likes that, buddy. See, you took all of that away from him. Or the queen did, because you you chose to have your little exit. See. Why? Because you're boasters. You're proud. You're arrogant. You're blasphemers. You don't have respect for, you don't have, you, you, you didn't have the proper respect for the queen. You would have never done that. Listen to that pillow talk. And Harry, shame on you. She must have put something on you, boy. I tell you. Uh, she must have put something on you for you to lose all of that over a divorced woman. You have lost your mind, son. And I don't care uh, my sweet evangelist who can't stand it. No, divorce and remarriage is not a good thing at all in God's sight. 
or in Jesus' sight. It's not. That's not good, man. And here you married to a divorced woman. Other men had been with her. Now you, you come and get seconds. That's a shame. And then, then she's going to do you like this. Jezebel. And you ain't have. You've lost so much. So many privileges. Not because she's black. Because you did not guide her. You, you brought her into the, to a world she knew nothing about. You knew how it was going to be. And you did not lead and guide her. She led you. And your father loves you. The queen loves you even more. She loved you even more. I believe, Harry, you're responsible for her death. I do believe that. I know y'all like to sue. Go ahead and sue me. That's my... Uh, you're in America, son. You're not in Great Britain. I believe that you're responsible for her death. I believe that you were the, the, the last nail in her coffin. And she might have just gave up the ghost because you were in the country. Just to show you who's in charge. I, uh, I'm not even going to let you see my face again. We had so many wonderful times together from the time you were a little baby. I loved you. And you're going to do me like that because of this Jezebel, Queen Jezebel. See, see people have lost their minds through wokeism. And people are losing their lives through wokeism. Now, you mark my words. These two are going to get a divorce. Or, or somebody is going to die unexpectedly. A tragedy is coming. As it will with all woke people. You mark my words. Wokeism is deceptionism. And it leads to hopelessness. It leads to sadness. It leads to depression. It leads to peel-taking. It leads to nihilism. And once you hit the point of nihilism, you don't care anymore. You don't give a flip anymore. You will actually say, I don't give a damn anymore about anything because nothing matters. Now you're in trouble. Spiritually and mentally. And if you don't have Jesus, may God help you. If you don't have Jesus as your anchor, may God help you. For real. And then that will lead to murder. You're getting murdered by being around the wrong crowd that you're trying to stay hooked with who have no, uh, they don't love you and don't care for you at all. And they are, they're, they're just interested in gaslighting you and brainwashing you and, uh, and, and making you hate your family. Then comes accidental deaths through a whole lot of alcohol drinking. A whole lot of um, uh, eating the wrong way. Anorexia. Binge eating, binge drinking, trying to fill that void of emptiness and loneliness and sadness, bad relationships. The devil will use that to take you out. 
and then suicide. You mock my words, I believe the devil is the murderer of suicide people. They don't take their own lives. Hear me well, the devil is the one doing it. He's the one that is making you think that way. He's the one that tells you to go to the roof and jump off. But he doesn't, you don't jump off. You know who? what happens? He pushes you off because the devil, Jesus Christ said, is a murderer from the beginning. And with that, my dear friends, let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts from your holy word. My prayer is that you would open the eyes of the blind. Lord, in my own family extended, and uh, in this audience, in this country, and around the globe, for so many are deceived. And uh, so many who claim to be Christians are lost. They have been deceived by the devil. Open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears and save their souls tonight. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. My dear friend of mine, oh, uh, let me, before I share with you the gospel, I almost forgot, I'm sharing with you some practical things, some wokeism that I have seen in my own family, my own extended family, that's trying to make my children that I raised for the Lord into woke devils like them. That's right. See? Trying to make them woke devils like them. Twofold more the child of hell than themselves. And since they're trying to do that, God has led me to uh, rise up and protect my children from, yes, woke family members, woke church members. They have a church that they have gone to, that a few of them have gone to, a couple of them have gone to. I believe my oldest daughter is, is protecting the others from going to the church. They're woke too. The pastor's woke. The wife is woke. Both are in disobedience to God. Almighty. Other people in the church are woke. So-called divorced mentors are woke. And see, when they're woke like that, they, they want your children to turn against you. They want to brainwash your children from the Bible. That's why they tell them, don't speak to your father. Don't communicate with your father. Don't go home to your father. And I'm mentioning father in my case because the only parent my children have is me. Even though their mother, my wife, has been with us in the house all of these years. 
She was of no help. She was a physician, a wife of no value. And I don't care if you like it or not, you sweet evangelicals. What you all have done to the lives of uh, husbands and wives and marriages and churches is, is, is demonic. That's why so many people in your churches are divorced and uh, uh, some are remarried and, and, and into another hellhole. I guarantee you, in the words of Sammy Madison, I guaranteed you. I don't know. The man graduated from Columbia, two universities, one in South Carolina, and then he graduated with his master's from Columbia University. He, he always would put that in past tense. I guaranteed you. Now, he got that from down in the hood. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, T.J. Holmes and Robach got married in a church. Probably both times, but I, but especially that the first time to their spouse. In, in most churches, you have to go through some counseling with the pastor and everything. In most churches, the pastor requires that you go through counseling, and uh, and they know. Uh, what they're supposed to do or not, what they're not supposed to do. And they, everybody knows you're not supposed to get a divorce. Period. Period. Unless it's for adultery, fornication. Otherwise, you get a divorce and you remarry, you are, you're living in divorce. And I know they have a pastor that they can call and everybody, you know, and so forth and so on. And look at them. Look at this mess. And they were back in the street today looking like little scared puppies. We're going to show them. We're not going to stay away from each other just because you all are investigating us. They might have got the word that they're fired that's what Gail believes ought to happen. That's what even the lesbian Robin Roberts thinks ought to happen. I'm just using them as an example because it's out in the public, just like I use Matt, Pastor Matt, because it was out in the news already. You, because you, you act like you don't know these things. You act like you people act like these things are not happening. They are happening, and it's a mess. They have pastors who advise, supposed to advise them, and they've heard the preaching, and the pastor let this stuff happen. They get paid money, so forth and so on. Divorced and remarriage. And the pastor knows. Most of these pastors, especially those who are saved, they know it's going to be hell. It's going to be hell after a while. Because uh, she's going to wear off too. And he's going to wear off too. And you're going to be right back where you were in a worse situation, living in sin, living in adultery. You just don't care. Why? Because people are woke. They're proud, stubborn, and rebellious. So I'm addressing my own family. Some of you, let me see the lines. Some of you on my 
wife's side, and don't get mad at me preaching uh, to you, because I preached a long time yesterday regarding my own side of the family. I, I'm not on anybody's side. I just told uh, an article regarding China and Taiwan. And by the way, I don't have time to be dealing with you all's foolishness in my own family. You know better than this. I don't have time for this. If you didn't start no mess, there would not be no mess. That's bad English. That's down in the cut. That's down in the hood right there. Okay? If you don't start any mess, there will be the mess. This would not be public. God led me to make it public because you want to try to do this in a corner and you're not going to do this damnable foolishness with my children in a corner after I have sacrificed all of my life and raised my children by myself. Negro, please, be you American or Jamaican. I can care less. Well, we're going to still get them and we're going to still brainwash your children. They're all grown. If they choose to be brainwashed by you, they'll be just as dumb as you are. But they know better. So you're not even saved. I don't care if you're uh, uh, half, no, not half, not even half, uh, adopted cousin is in theological school at Harvard. I don't give a doggone about that. That's the worst school for him to be in. Uh, you think he's something great because he's a he's in the uh, 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 theological school at Harvard, Harvard Theological uh, Seminary. Cemetery. That's a cemetery for real. I can care less about that. Don't mean anything to me. But you think it's something special. And let's, let's hear from his perspective. He, he, he's already gay, a homosexual, unless God changed him. And he's gonna, And the reason why he's probably at that school is because he's a homosexual. He supports homosexuality. He, he's woke. Okay, so don't bring that up to me. I can care less about that. Man, I'm not impressed with Harvard graduates or Yale graduates either. I could have gone to Harvard or Yale if I wanted to. So, some of you on my wife's side of the family are divorced and still single or divorced and remarried and divorced again, or you have never been married at all. And you do not have a man right now as, a man, as your husband. Well, preacher, what about the woman at the well? She didn't have, she, she had several men and Jesus saved her. Yeah, Jesus saved her to change her and uh, not to continue in sin. Go and sin no more. How about you? Because you did not, you know why you, you lost your husband? 
mommy, mother-in-law, all you other uh, sisters of his and uh, uh, children, because you didn't have respect for your man. You chose not to respect your man. You chose not to submit to the man that God gave you, that you had. That's a problem, you know what that's a problem? You, because you really don't have to be taught that. You instinctively know that, that you're supposed to respect your man, your husband, and submit to your husband, and that he's in charge, and what he says goes. But you don't want to do that. See, see, see let me tell you something. The reason why God has a problem with women who do that is because he put everything in you to understand that's what you need to do. Not even I'm not even talking about the Bible right now. He put the instincts in you to do that. There are some women who are lost, never read the Bible. They respect their husbands, they submit to their husbands, and they have the world. They got the husband, they got the money, they got the car, they got the house, they got the children, they have it all. And a Mercedes to boot. Or whatever car she wants. Because he's going to give her the world. Some of you say, hey, my man, my husband was so lazy and everything. That's why I wanted to get a divorce. And, and I, he didn't want to work as hard as I wanted him to work. I wanted him to work uh, 12 hours, 16 hours a day so I can have all the money and do what I want to do and so forth and so on. You know what that man didn't work? Because he understood you were not worth working for like that. That's why. Many, many, many thousands of men have done this. Once they find out you're not worth it, they're not going to do it. They're not going. They're going to work enough for you to survive. All the other stuff you want, they're not going to give it to you. You don't realize you're being punished, but you're being punished because you're not doing your job. You disrespect him. Don't submit to him. He be ready to have sex, and you act like you got a headache. He gives you a bottle of aspirin. Take some aspirin. Let's go. Uh, I don't, don't bother me. Let me leave me alone. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Niles. married to Maris. Fraser got on him and said, Man, why are you so hard up here? Why are you so horny and so forth? I mean, you're... you're well, last time y'all had sex, you and your wife, was about a month ago. He said, a month ago. And, uh, and then now I said, the problem with my wife, Maris, uh, she can have sex one, once a month, and, and she's good to go for the whole month. She stores up. She said, he said that she stores up the sex like a camel. Yeah. And that's how some of you wives are. Now you don't have a man. Because you didn't respect the man that God gave you. You ran him off and ran him crazy. <clears throat> and you want my wife to be like you. You're mad at me because I taught your wife from the word of God not to be that way. Even though it's in her. Because that's all she has seen. And now you want my children, my precious children that I raised by the grace of God. By myself. To be 
twofold more the child of hell than yourself. I would love to see my, in this cold world, I would love to see my daughters marry a good man and they, they'd be a good wife and mother way better than their mother, way better than you, and way better than my mother. That's how, that's how the generations are the work. And you, this is why I told you, if you're not going to reinforce what I taught my children all of their lives, into their 20s, leave my children alone, go on back to hell where you came from, to the hell hole you in. Y'all like to fuss and fight and, and always arguing, mad as the devil, mean as the devil, drunk as the devil, whatever is going on with the devil with you people, y'all stay where y'all. And, and you don't need to come to my house with that mess. I, don't ever come to my house with that mess. Ever. We don't need to meet for nothing. And you know it. The bad English double negative was done on purpose. Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, when you're talking to Negroes, especially family Negroes, you got to go with the double negative. Got to get that double negative up in there. Unless you start cussing. <laughs> And this is for their good. Everybody needs this, man. I'm doing it for everybody. When you are dead in Christ, you are transparent. You become transparent because you don't care what people think. I'm doing it for your good. Not only for my family's good, for your good. Because y'all got the same mess going on. Now you know what's going on. You know what's happening. Okay? Uh, get on the good foot and, and tackle it and deal with it. If your children are going to go down because of some woke extended family devils and extended church devils and extended friend devils on the job, then you need to go down. Uh, you, 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 if they go down, they have to go down with you fighting, whether they fight or not. See, I, I'm doing this because I, I, I love having peace with God. Okay. I would love to have peace with man as well, but like David said, when I speak, they are for war. See, because I'm going to speak the truth. Okay? I have to look at myself in the mirror. Oh, I can play the game like some of you sweet evangelicals, you, some of you sweet Protestant uh, uh, Baptist coastal people. Keep everything hush-hush, you know. That that's in your family. Just don't let the don't let anybody know about what's going on. See, that's what the devil wants you to do. Keep it behind the scenes. Cause they got you behind the scenes. They gonna get you behind the scenes. See? No, bring it out in the open. Shout it from the rooftops. And if you lose the affection of some of your family, well, so be it. You're not gonna live forever. Especially if you did your part. Now you people on my wife's side, especially the aunties, the aunts, I told you about them yesterday. Uh, it's not so much my mother-in-law because she has better sense than that. She's led by these aunts who have no stake in it. These are not her children, not her, their grandchildren. And so, please, as far as I'm concerned, you all can shut the hell up. 
That means the hell that's coming out of your mouth, you need to shut it up. You have, you have no business trying to influence my wife and influence my children. If her, if her mother came by herself, that would not have been this big of a problem. If her brother came, it wouldn't have been this big of a problem. And every last one of you, the main problem you have with me is what I'm preaching right now. That's what you said. You have a problem with what I'm preaching. Just like John the Baptist preached the truth and lost his head. I may lose my head. But that's all right. As long as you heard the truth. Because the truth is going to burn in your heart until you die. As long as my children hear the truth. And they know I love them. And I'm going to stand up for them. And they go down with you all. And that's it. I mean, that's, 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 that's their business. They're grown. Maybe they never got saved if they go down with you, a wicked people. But I led them to the Lord, and I taught them the word of God, and I believe they're going to come out of it all right. And they know I am telling the truth, and I'm not playing. And here you are now. You want my children, my daughters, to end up like you, single and if you're still head, if you're still heterosexual, listen to me. I know my sweet evangelicals, my sweet Protestant, uh, mainline churches, my sweet charismatic. They don't like for me to say things like that. They don't want to say it themselves, and so I'm going to say it for them. Ah, men are not the only ones who wants sex. Women do too. I heard a pastor's wife the other night. Praise God. I, I, I didn't think they had done this. I didn't know this. But I, I found out. I heard a pastor's wife. And I, I, I love this couple. Um, and, the, and the husband said it. They both got married as virgins. I said, all right then. Glory be to God. And then the wife said. She said, I wanted, I'm, a, I'm a woman. I wanted to get married. You know, she was indicating that. You know, I wanted to get with a man. And. Okay, that's how God made you. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing to be ashamed of, you sweet evangelicals, you lying hypocrites. You people make me sick with this foolishness. And yet you haunt it as the devil. In the church, looking at women. You haunt it as the devil looking at pornography and looking at every woman you see in the church. Married or not married. Look at me real good. Don't bow your head yet. It's not time to pray. Keep looking straight ahead. And always in some mess, some scandal, texting somebody else's wife, having sex with your church secretary. You need to do like the smart pastor. They, 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 they get an old, big old, now she has to be functional. She's got to do a job. She's got to be able to go on word press, I mean, word, <laughs> and be able to do something on the computer now. But an old fat Secretary, old mama, where the pastor has no interest, hopefully. Okay? He always is a mess. Always looking at somebody else's wife. Always looking at pornography. Uh, you're not having sex with your spouse, and so you're horny and you want to have sex with somebody else. That's why you start texting other men's wives and getting into trouble. 
Because that's a need. And that's why, some, listen to me very carefully, it's a two-way street. Baby, it's not always on the man. You, you send some signals to let him get your number, your digits, to text you. You are a little, a, a little adultery on the side via text. I've already told you. Frederick K.C. Price is the one who said there are some men who can talk to parents right off a woman. Standing in the church. And I, I, I added to it what, what Frederick K.C. Price said. There are some men who can text the panties right off of a woman and have the panties off the top by the time he get there. Now, that, I know you don't like it, but that's the reality, you church folks. But I tell you, you people are something else. You mad at me because I tell you the truth. Okay? And, and now you're masturbating yourself with uh, some little stick you bought from Amazon.com. Don't bow your head yet, women. It's, time, it's not time to pray. Some little vibrating stick you, you order from. She's doing better now. My wife is doing better now. I don't have to do it. But guess what? She wants me to keep on bathing her down because of the, the, the skin problem she had. She opened that door, that shower door. Daddy, daddy, excuse me, daddy, excuse me, daddy. I'm trying to relax, take it easy. And because she wants me to still do that after all of these years, and I, I've done it for years now. On my own. You know why? Because uh, she acts like she's afraid of water. And I want to make sure that the affected area is taken care of. And I'm going to put some hot water on it. Amen. That's right. I'm going to make sure she gets bathed properly. See, that, that was back when she was really suffering with this disease. She's doing better now. And she still wants me. She still wants me to come in and, and bathe her down. What am I saying to you? You need a man, girl, if, if you're going to be doing all that. Now, if you, if, if you got yourself under control and you don't need the, that man hugging you and having sex with you, stay single. <clears throat> but you can't be a hoe. And you can't be a, a homosexual. You can't be a lesbian. You can't be sticking sticks uh, in your vagina and fingering yourself and all of that. Yeah, no, 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 no. Not in God's, not in God's economy. That's not what needs to be done. God has already given you a way to take care of that. It's through a man. Don't bow your head. It is not time to pray. You say, well, preacher, it's just too, it's just, it's just too, too late at night to be preaching this hard. <laughs> no matter what time it is to me. Paul was preaching around 12 o'clock at night. A man fell out of the window. He fell down dead. Paul had to raise him up from the dead. And if they get married, you want them to be loud and aggressive like you all up in the man's face, looking like a monster, mean as the devil, Ugly as the devil, your face all crossed up, and, and you you determined to put that man in his place. Is that what you want? That's why your husband left you and went to another woman. That's why. Because no man wants that mess. No man wants that mess. 
And if you want her to be that, you want your daughter to be that way, fine. You can take her. Take her back with you. She she didn't want to go with you. But if that's what you want her to be, uh, and then let me see how y'all you all are going to fare. You two will be worse than her being with a man, because that's how it is. You only you women only stick together when it's against the patriarchy, when it's against man that God made for your benefit. And then when you get robbed, or one of your children get raped, or somebody bamboozles you about some fixing something on the house, you want to call him, the man you ran away, the man you divorced. And you talk stupidly by saying, I just don't know what happened. I just don't know what happened. I don't know why this happened. <laughs> you want him to feel sorry for you. I wouldn't feel sorry for you. You know what I'm saying? You know what I would say? I told you what to do. You didn't listen. I told you how to handle that. You didn't listen. I told you what to do. But you wouldn't listen. See, that's what I would say. Don't call me now. You about you 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 big and bad. All by yourself. You can do better you can do better with uh 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 uh, by yourself and with your husband, that's what you said. Don't call me. I'm with another woman, by the way. I, I, can't, I don't have time to come and resolve your problems. But you were my husband. I, I, that's right. You got that right. I was your husband. You ran me off with disrespecting me, hating me, lying on me, trying to provoke me constantly, rebelling against me, disrespecting me. Yeah, I was your husband. I'm not your husband now. Go ahead and call your boy Pete. Who comes by once or twice a month for you. <clears throat> Where's he at? Well, I can't get a hold of him exactly. Stubborn. Nobody, No man wants to be around that mess. Woman, women, all of you. On both sides of my family. But you Jamaican women are more proud and more stubborn even than the American women. And you know it. Every la the men know it and the women know it. Don't tell me. And black folks in America have, dis have done you a disservice because they, they laugh behind your backs. They talk about you behind your backs. They have never told you the truth because they're afraid of you. And they're afraid of your attitude. And how nasty you can get and, and, and start talking pot wine, cussing and pot wine, all that. I don't want you to do that. <laughs> Rebellious. Stubborn. Not submissive to your own husband. Which will end up in them getting a divorce and having children without a father and having a messed up life like you do. You know why you didn't want to uh, take care of your grandchildren when you had a chance? All three of you told your daughter, your aunt, I mean your niece, and your sister, no, 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 you need to go back to that man. He, he ain't done nothing to you. you. You you know that. You need to go back to that man. and, and, and Basically, you're saying, let him help you with these six children. 
no, my, uh-uh, I got my life going on, and I got to get my groove on. I got somebody in the bed waiting on me right now. I don't have time for you and your six children. That's seven of you mouths I got to feed, huh? He gave you these children. You you need to get back with him. See, back to your husband. And my advice to you: do what your husband tells you to do, and don't put yourself in this position again. Because uh, I don't want you to end up like me. And auntie says I don't want you to end up like me. And brother says I don't want you to end up like me. Now go on. Now and and and, and looking at looking at these children. The man did a wonderful job. They turned out better than we did. They're smart as a whip. They're educated, more educated than we are. You are still married to this man 35 years. I think everything turned out quite well for you and for your, and, and for, uh, your children. So we're going to back up off of him and leave him alone. Especially now that he's preaching to us. See, if we if we didn't if we didn't stir up that nest, if we didn't start no mess, uh, I told y'all not to go down there about that man. <laughs> he's a prophet, and and the men they're on my side, cause you know why? They've had to deal with you all of these years, and they've had to deal with their wives and all of that. And if they were Jamaican, running off at the mouth, cussing on the potwah. And 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 uh, mad as the devil, mean as the devil. That's why they're divorced. <clears throat> and don't tell me. It is a demonic spirit that works through some of you women around the world, but a demonic spirit of pride to boot in Jamaica. I know pastors, good men. One man had two degrees, was a chaplain in the Air Force, and tall, dark, and handsome, as you women would say, and she was pretty too. He came and started a church. Church was growing, and he was, you know, well-to-do, rich, and uh, popular in the city. They got a divorce. He couldn't take it. Another man started a church right around the corner from uh, where we started the church. Nice guy. Uh, she divorced him so hard, he, last time I saw him, he was riding on a bicycle. <laughs> both Jamaicans, both Jamaicans, both men were Jamaican, both women were Jamaican. And, but they were hot to trot. And they didn't know how to deal with them. But see, I know how to deal with you. I'm, uh, I understand my authority. And so you're not going to do that with me. No woman is going to do that with me. Forget that. And I'm telling all men, you need to rise up and be the man that God wants you to be as well. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray. In the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for leading me, Lord, to deal with the devilish, satanic, demonic, wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub. Now, Lord, I pray that you will, by the power of your grace, by the power of your gospel, by the power of your Holy Spirit, I pray, Lord, that you will 
draw people out of this demonic spirit that is in the world today. Only you can do it. Lord, I can't. Nobody else can. Open blinded eyes and stop deaf ears and save their souls. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you're with us tonight, if you're with us tonight, and you're not saved, you don't fully understand what I'm preaching on, and if you were to die tonight, you're not sure whether or not you would go to heaven or hell. <clears throat> I heard a fun-loving pastor the other night. He's just a jovial, fun-loving pastor, and people just love him. And, and um, you know, he, he, he just, you know, loves life and loves Jesus, loves people. Nice guy, far nicer than I am. He's not a prophet, he's a pastor. Has a pastor's heart. I can tell you his name, Dr. Ed Young, Jr., always laughing, always, you know, cracking jokes and so forth. Has a wonderful wife, wonderful wife. But even he, when he preached the gospel the other night, he preached the gospel in such a way where he mentioned to the people that if you don't get saved, if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to die and go to hell. There's only two places you can go, heaven or hell. Now you say, well, why are you repeating that? Why is that such a big thing to you? Because most of these pastors don't preach on hell. It blessed my heart. This man has been with God. God has been with him. And... Um, and so it blessed my heart for him to be, as a pastor, to preach that. That's, is rare. That's why I'm bringing it up. And I thank God that he did that. As I do every day. And so if you want to be saved from the power of your sin, saved from the punishment of your sin in hell, just like we, uh, we have the authority in this life to put people, to take people's freedom and put them in jail. Some of you have seen the video of Mr. Bankman Freed. They took his freedom away from him because he has stolen people's money big time and messed up a whole lot of things. Young man. They, they put him in handcuffs and took his freedom from him. A man who used to have billions of dollars. This man who was driving the FedEx truck who killed that beautiful little girl. We in Texas, we want him to 
go to the electric chair. We have the authority under God to put this man to death. And he better hope that he goes that way because his father, her father, is looking for him. If his, if her father gets into close proximity, he will be he will, he will be leaving here early, and he will be wrong too. But the state will not be wrong when they electrocute this man for killing that beautiful little girl. You hear me? All I'm saying is that we want justice and we want punishment. We're wicked, evil sinners ourselves, and we want justice. I don't know the little girl. I don't know the father and the mother. But when I saw this FedEx driver dude and heard about him choking the life out of that little girl, if I was close proximity at the time, he would have been in trouble. I don't even know these people. Well, that sense of justice and fairness, God put that in all of us. That's why we don't mind him dying. We have the authority under God to put him to death. Now, if we have that kind of authority from God to put a man to death, not only to take his freedom, as we have already done, but to take his life. You can agree with that or not, but that's the reality in the state of Texas. How much more God? Uh, so, so if we have that kind of authority and we can take that kind of action, what I'm saying to you, that you're going to die and go to hell to burn forever if you do not meet with a lawyer who has never lost a case his name is Jesus Christ, and believe in him for your soul's salvation. Okay? It is as simple as that. The Bible says that we are all sinners. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We have lied, we have stolen things, we have broken the Ten Commandments of God, we have lusted after people and things, we have coveted after people and things, we have dishonored and disobeyed our parents, we have hated people, lied on people, falsely accused people, we have dishonored and disrespected God Almighty. And that might be the greatest sin, lying on God to cover our behinds, putting our hands on the Bible and swearing in God's name, on His Word. Now, you, we are something else, man. No, no, you're going to go to hell for that and for murder and for adultery, and for fornication, and for homosexuality, all of that and more. You've got to go to hell if you're not willing to believe in the Lord, the, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's as simple as that. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. You know why these big old beautiful bodies die? Magnificent brains, magnificent bodies, magnificent circulatory system, 
What? We die. You know why we die? We don't, we don't die because of a car crash. We don't die because of the coronavirus plague. We don't die because of cardiac arrest. That's the means of death. We die because of what I just mentioned to you, our sins. Mean as the devil, hateful as the devil, cantankerous, liars, cheats, whoremongers and whores. We die and go to hell because of our sins against God Almighty, the Holy God Almighty. We're not holy, but we can put people to death in this state and other states across this country. Under God. Because hell is a real place, my friend. Jesus Christ preached on the burning hell more than the prophets, more than the apostles. Jesus Christ preached on the burning hell more than he did about heaven. God does not play. Jesus Christ does not play. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Okay? God is very loving. Jesus Christ is very loving beyond what we can even imagine. But this right here is going to happen. If you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God, son, you're going to hell, daughter, you're going to hell, whoever you may be. And you're going to stay there forever. You're going to burn forever and be tormented forever. You're, you say, preacher, I don't believe it. I can't believe that God would do that to us. God is not doing anything to you. You're doing it to yourself. And your unbelief cannot change the fact that you're going to go straight to hell. If this man has to go to the electric chair and put in the electric chair by sinners, you can best believe you're going to the electric chair of hell for the sins you committed against God. And that's the fact. Now, here's the way out. Jesus Christ, who preached on hell more than anybody in the Bible, said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the good news. You don't have to perish in hell. You can believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and go to heaven when you die. It is a free gift. Doing good works will not save you. You're wasting your time, if that's what you're depending on for salvation. Going to the church and joining the church and giving money to the church will not save you. 
if you think you're going to, if you think that you're going to depend on that to, to go to heaven, that's not going to work for you. Speaking in tongues and shouting and dancing, preaching, singing in the choir, none of that is going to save you. Only belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believing in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shall be saved. Depend upon him. Trust in him. Have faith in him. And he will save your soul. Follow me in the sinner's prayer, for the Bible says, Whosoever uh, shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's how I got saved, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, calling on his name 44 years ago. And you must understand, if God can save me, he can save you. Let's pray together. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Believing in your heart in Jesus Christ. That's right. You cling to him. You trust in him. You depend upon him. You have faith in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a wicked, evil sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. <clears throat> I have broken your Ten Commandments. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered and bled and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins and help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the newness of life. Lord Jesus, I pray it in your name, Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you truly believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you prayed that prayer and meant it from your heart, then according to God's word, you are now saved from hell and saved to heaven by God's grace. It is all by his grace, not anything you have done. 
now to help you grow in the faith and to become stronger in the faith and become the disciple that God wants you to be, I have a free book for you titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Go to gospellightsociety.com and tap on that book and you can download it free of charge. Start reading it and it will give you the next steps as to what you are supposed to do as a Christian in detail. It is a book of launching. It will launch you off into the stratosphere of the Christian life. And uh, God will help you all the way through until the end. Jesus Christ will help you. The Holy Spirit will help you. The Word of God will help you. Other Christians will help you. You will be amazed at the life that God gives you and has planned for you. Also on that same site, gospelightsociety.com, there are some podcasts populating there that will lead you to thousands of other podcasts dealing with nearly 50 different uh, subjects in theology and uh, Bible that will help you to grow in the faith. faith. All you got to do is sit back and listen, and you'll grow mightily in the faith, free of charge, free of charge. Most of them are taught uh, by me. And we have uh, some other people dealing with uh, news things and so forth. But I, I teach all of the classes. And uh, so it'll be a blessing to you and a help to you. Also, email us and let us know that you got saved so that we can pray for you and rejoice with you. One thing you'll find with these podcasts, you'll find 500 uh, sermons in a series uh, called the Praying Through the Bible series, which we wrapped up last night. Listen to that every Wednesday for the rest of your life. That's 10 years of preaching in one series, and we're still not done. So do that. At this time, my beloved, we're going to go into our next service.